Welcome back to the Rockcast podcast brought to you by Onyx Hunt Maps and rockslide.com, of course. And uh, Jordan here, your host. Today, we have Tony Treach on the podcast. Tony is a longtime writer for the Rockslide website, big Western hunter, although he lives in the East. He takes uh, like months at a time and goes out and hunts the West with a bunch of different tags. So we're going to talk about kind of that process today, how he packs, um, how he plans for some of these things and camping gear and vehicles and how he kind of has things set up. So we're going to dive into all that. But first, I wanted to remind everybody to go check out the new MagView digiscoping adapter. They have a spotting scope adapter, a binocular adapter. It is like a magnetic system, very slim, low profile on your phone. So you can use it with whatever case you already have, slips in your pocket easy. Um, and then it utilizes magnets. So it's really cl- uh, really fast to deploy. I talked to Robbie about it. He's used it a bunch and we talked about it in depth on the previous episode of Tipsy Tuesday. Go give that a look if you're interested in it. Go give magviewgear.com a look and get yours ordered today before the season kicks off. With that, we are going to dive right in with Tony and see how he tackles the West for months at a time. All right, Tony, you're like moving out in a couple of days or not moving yep. out, but you know, yeah. going, <laughs> what is, like, yeah. Like moving out. <laughs> yeah, what's, uh, what's it looking like for this year? Uh, just as far as, yeah. I mean, does that, that like starts your season or does that start scouting? Uh, we'll start scouting. And then my first tag starts August 4th in New Mexico. I drew oh, an archery antelope tag. That's, uh, probably one of the best antelope tags in the country, but, uh, from what I, I've got a, a local that lives there close by a, a buddy that, uh, has been giving me weather reports and it's, it's basically a, a big mud bog right now. The whole unit is just getting rain every single day. Everything's real green, but it's just like, you can't even drive off, off the main roads onto the BLM. It's, there's no sitting water. It's going to, it's going to be a tough hunt. Yeah. And it's going to be a sloppy, muddy mess. So, but I'll have a couple of days to scout that. And, um, yeah, it's, I'm off. I got two, two days and I'm on the road. Sweet. What does it look like after that? Uh, from there, I'll go to Nevada for archery elk. And then from there I will, I'm, I'm not sure about this one yet. I might turn this tag back in, but I, I have a, a Colorado, uh, an easy job. Colorado uh, elk tag archery and then the reason I might turn that back in is because of the next two tags uh, I drew uh, Montana uh, a limited entry archery elk tag and, and it's a unit I've hunted before and I really like uh, and it doesn't come that I mean I can probably draw it in a couple of years but uh, definitely would you know rather hunt that than the Colorado hunt and then I have I, I you know in Montana's archery elk season is pretty darn long um and i could do both but i'm going back to new mexico uh the first of october for the archery ibex again so i get kind of a redemption hunt there and that and then um so that's why i might not have time for the colorado elk but i'll, I'll probably just keep it just uh you know whenever i'll just you know, look at it as a donation to fish and parks and games whatever they call themselves and just have it in my pocket in case things go really well in montana and nevada and then uh, i'll have something to do 
And then uh, I'll be coming, I'll probably come home after that for a little, you know, a week or two before I head back to the Plains. Um, I'm going to hunt deer in Montana uh, with a rifle. It'll be my only rifle hunt of the year um, with that new little rifle that I just did a review on, which will be, it's in Robbie's hands now. It'll, it'll be coming out soon, at the little Christensen cool. Arms. And then, uh, and then uh, doing, we're going to film again in the Plains. Uh, Blake Hunter and I, we're going to do uh, Colorado Eastern Plains for deer and Kansas, uh, Western Kansas for deer, both archery. And this year I actually have a Kansas tag again. So it's happy times. Dude, what a, uh, what a busy time. <laughs> no, what a busy fall. That's, so so that's awesome. last year, I, I literally drew nothing last year or well, I, I had that one Colorado uh, elk tag and that was it. And if I hadn't picked up a couple of vouchers, you know, I was, and you know, and then, a, and then a tag on the first come first serve list in Nevada. I mean, I would have been sitting twiddling my thumbs, but so this year I lined up the vouchers again, just to assume it'd be the same. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, first hit Montana and then I hit New Mexico and right there instantly, I was like, I'm full. Like, I don't have any more time. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially with as long as it usually takes me to, to, you know, to kill something I want to kill. So, but it's going to be busy, really busy. And, um, but I think, I think, yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be okay. Uh, as far as still get sliding that Colorado hunt in there. So, yeah, things have a way of working themselves out that Mm -hmm. way, you know, like getting time and you gain a day, gain a day here and there. And pretty soon, soon it seems like you have more time than you think. Um, So that's basically what we are going to talk about today is um, your travel setup for all of that. And we had, there was at least a couple of people asking me like specifically if you could come on and talk about how you do some of these back-to-back hunts and as far as just like organization and travel and how you, how you tend to do it, how you have your vehicle set up for it, all that kind of thing. So I think just like diving right into it, this was a really kind of a last second podcast uh, schedule that thank goodness I got on because you are leaving in a couple of days. But um, so I pulled some questions off of Instagram and they came in pretty quick. So hopefully I won't jump around too much, but we'll try to keep it organized for people. Um, but I think the first thing to start with, like uh, one of the questions we had was you uh, keep people from like breaking into your vehicle so like how do you have Mm. that set up as far as like you know topper for other storage or however you have that kind of a deal set up why don't we dive in with with that so when i first started going out west for you know months at a time without without a break i just had my truck Uh, i've always had a topper uh but it was not pulling a trailer and i think 2016 was the last year that i did that since then i've been pulling a small aluminum uh, trailer just to, to haul you know put freezers on and put the atv on uh this year i'm actually using an enclosed cargo trailer uh, when i was coming home last year from my first you know the, the august september early october swing and i've got two bowls on the back of my trailer that are you know accumulatively almost score you know 800 inches and i'm like I, I had, I had trouble sleeping at rest at truck stops and I actually got out and threw a, a like a blue tarp over them and stuff. So, um, and then just the dust and everything that got that, you know, yeah. took, took life off my ATV, uh, that I used to access trailheads. Uh, I, I switched, I'm switching to a, an enclosed cargo trailer, but, 
a lot of my gear, you know, and I'm standing in my garage right now. I just moved the, the computer out here so, to kind of look at the gear while I'm talking about it. But so like everything is kind of in, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like to keep the really expensive stuff in my truck when I get to a hunt. So uh, the, the person's question about how do I keep it safe? A lot of times over the years, I've developed friends in these areas that I hunt. I like to hunt the same areas over and over and, and I, you know, and, and most of them will let me plug in my freezer uh, or, or even leave a freezer while I go on to another state and want to come back and you know, collect it, whatever. But they also let me store my spare, my, my backup bow, and maybe my backup spotting scope and binoculars and all the expensive stuff that I don't want to leave in the truck. Um, knock on wood, I've never been broken into. Um, but I do, you know, everything's lockable on the truck and, I don't have any distinguishing stickers on my trucks. I don't like you can't tell I'm a hunter by looking at my truck. Um, I've joked around about never done it, but I've joked around in the past about the fact that, you know, getting like a little piece sticker or, or like yeah. a, some type of coexist thing and putting it on the back on the bumper just for my, you know, Colorado hunts and places where people tend to screw with hunters. But um, I, you know, I, I think that the biggest thing, uh, for me is, is, is having, having friends, you know, in spots that I can, I can drop some gear up and then pick it up on the way out of town. And if I need it, you know, it's just, you know, a few hours away or, or maybe even closer. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> for the, but, uh, for that enclosed trailer that you're going to use, did you do anything to the inside of it to make it so like you can like a little yeah. bit of a camper? Did you do I, it? No, I, no, I saw that you were doing that and I, and yeah. I, I researched it a lot and I, and I'm, and I'm just not, I'm not, I, 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 I the option is still open, but yeah. I, I basically added like the e-track system to the walls and the, and the, mm -hmm. and the floor. Um, it already came with a bunch of the big heavy duty D loops, D hooks in the bottom, you know, or like the ones that lay flush. Uh, I added cabinets. Um, I added storage, uh, like, uh, like little bins for my uh, my fuel containers uh, to hold them in there so they don't slide around and and that's about it um yeah I'm, I'm, this will be the first year of doing i used to so before you know 20 years ago uh, i had a trailer all set up with tree stands and sticks that i used when i traveled around the midwest um so it's kind of a blast back to that but uh and i used to sleep in the thing and i'll, and I'll do it again i mean i'll have my cut and everything that we're all ready to go so i can be a little bit more mobile but um but hopefully, uh, I won't, you know, I hopefully I won't have to sleep in it. Uh, you know, I'd like to find a big buck or bull on every hunt and just kind of set up a real camp where it's a little more comfortable. Uh, but having the ability to, to be flexible and move fast uh, it is nice too. So, yeah, heck yeah. So you're using, um, you've got a topper on your vehicle. I think that yep. that's like a it's a pretty good option for people. I uh, had a topper and like that ran the deck system for a long time. And if you're only going to mm -hmm. have your vehicle, like that's not a bad system at all to run. Like gives you some extra space. You can sleep in it. Um, gives you a little bit of like extra security, but windows are just windows. So yeah, they can always no, knock I, them out. Yeah. And it, yeah, they could. I mean, if they want something, they're going to, if they want my truck, they're, they're, they're going to get it. I mean, there's no way around that. Uh, but, uh, I've too late. I've taken like an eight, eight by six, uh, little blue tarp and just throwing over everything in the back too. Uh, even while it's in the topper. So if they look in the windows, which the windows are tinted basically, you know, jet black, you really can't see much, but, um, and I try to hide my, you know, there's, there's kind of uh, two, two philosophies to it. Like you, do you kind of hide your truck, uh, 
where the average Joe pulls up to a trailhead or whatever to an area, he can't see it. You like you tuck to the trees. Uh, and I like to do that too, because it keeps running in the shade. Uh, but there's also the other thing, maybe just park right on the side of the highway where, I mean, everybody's going to see you and you're in very visible, you know, plain, plain sight where uh, maybe someone will be a little less likely to uh, be poking around and seeing what you got in your vehicle. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, I was going to throw in too, like if there's a couple things that I use, so I, I had a soft topper for a while too. Like if you don't like the hard toppers for whatever reason, you still want access to your vehicle bed, like those soft toppers for, for what it was and for what it is, I guess it like, it works pretty good. Um, and then also those, I like the tonneau cover from back industries um, I had the backflip for a while and then now I have the, what the hell is it called? I think it's the MX. That's uh, not correct. It's the one that rolls up though, but it's hard. Like it's not like a soft top tonneau cover. It's hard. So it gives you a little extra mm-hmm. protection. Like somebody can't just slice it. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Those are a couple of ideas for guys. If they're looking for something like that for the bed. Yep. Yep. And gosh, what else? Is there anything else that you keep in your vehicle that's like, I would say, outside of the normal, like, toe strap, jumper cables, that kind of thing? Uh, so I've got uh, one of those little, picked it up a couple of years ago. Uh, what's this called? I think it's by Uncharted. Is that the company? It's a little battery pack. What's this? Yeah, Uncharted. Uh, the Zeus battery uh, charging thing. So not that I've had a problem with my uh batteries before but uh in case uh something happens to the truck and that thing will they claim will will crank over a diesel pickup truck uh, like six times so and it's tiny it's the whole package including the charging gear for it is like smaller than a football so that's pretty handy to have i've used it to to start up some other stuff not mine my own but uh some other things just to test it out and it worked great um cool I actually started carrying a first aid kit last year for the first time. Um, <laughs> I've never really had anything other than band-aids and neosporin. Uh, and thank God I did because I hunted with Blake Hunter. And, and when you do that, you, there's there's always blood. He's cutting himself <laughs> constantly. Uh, so uh, I got uh, chains. I've got chains for the truck, for the tires. I've got chains for pulling people out or getting pulled out. Um, you know, I always have basically, basically, you know, because I'm leaving for, it's not just like I'm going up for two weeks or even three weeks or whatever. I'm, I'm going for, uh, three and a half months and, and, you know, six different States. So I've got, you know, six pair of boots of me. I've got, uh, for my desert hunts, I've got, uh, five of the five gallon, uh, potable water container holders. I've got, uh, five of the, uh, five gallon gasoline containers. I've got, uh, some diesel containers. I've got, you know, a pop-up blind in case I have to set water on my, you know, on one of my hunts. I've got uh, a, sh- a big Agnes like pop-up the shade tent. It has open sides, but it provides shade for the desert hunts. You know, for my base camp. I've got, I mean, I'm looking at the gear right now, and it's just pretty crazy what what it takes to to cover all the different types of hunts and different types of tactics and different you know animals in different states. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, um, and and you know, and extra arrows, extra binoculars, extra, extra everything. Um, I'm kind of scared right now. This is the first time I've ever <laughs> went out West with, with one spotting scope. Um, I tried my darndest to, 
uh, I got rid of one and I, my backup and I wanted to replace it with a certain, uh, spotting scope and I could, I just couldn't get it. Like you know, they're just impossible oh, wow. to find right now. So, um, I'm actually for the first time in a long time going out with one, one piece of crucial gear that I don't have a backup of. And it's, I mean, you'd think that that wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, but, uh, you know, I've got a, basically a complete bow, uh, breakdown kit. Like, I mean, I could do, I could swap cams if I had to, um, uh, the whole, I mean, I, everything, like a mini pro shop, uh, with me and I've got, I'll have obviously a backup bow and, um, backup of everything uh mm -hmm. lots of coolers um but most of them you know one cooler be for you know food and drinks at all times i've got a couple big uh big coolers that i could stick a whole elk in no problem to get before i get it to uh my freezers but i always have at least one freezer depending on the number of tags too um and and i use those i, I think they're seven cubic feet uh maybe uh, they're, they're not real big. They're maybe 40 inches wide and mm -hmm. two foot deep and uh, front to back deep. And then tall, they're probably three foot, three foot tall. And, you know, I, I just retired my, my very first one last year. Um, and not because it stopped working, the little motor on that thing actually still worked and still get cold, but it was just crushed uh, from toe straps. Uh, not toe straps. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Like the lid was caved in and the sides were given out. And it was, I mean, it was just a mess. Um, uh, but I, yeah, so I'll probably actually have to buy one, a new one on the way. I'm only taking one out with me and I've got, you know, the other ones are full at the house, so I can't take them, but, um, those, those little, you know, two or $300 freezers from Home Depot or Lowe's, whatever are awesome. Like they're, and they, uh, you know, and Yeti probably doesn't want to hear me saying this, but they insulate really, really well. I've had a hunt, um, it's probably about four or five years ago. And I left Wyoming to go to Montana. And when I left my, Wyoming, I had my freezer plugged in at my buddy's house. I had, I had two freezers actually. I had, I think two elk and three deer in those freezers. Went to Montana for an elk hunt um, and didn't have anywhere to plug them in. Like I just didn't know anybody or didn't, didn't find anybody that, that I could plug them in. I'm like, well, there's only, there's only 10 days left this season. So or it was like 15 days left the season. I'm like, well, I'm going to see how it's going to go. And if they start to thaw out, then maybe I'll, I'll figure something out. I parked the trailer in the shade, put a tarp over it, um, like off it, like a foot. And I just tied it to trees. So just to keep the direct sun, sun off from it. Um, when, you know, if there was any possible spots that came through the, through the trees. And I think I killed a bull like seven or eight days later. And when I le left, you know, I threw that bull in, in the coolers, drove home, didn't never, never opened up those, those freezers. When I got home and that's another two days driving home or day and a half, um, the freezers were, the meat in the freezers had not even started to, to defrost after Dang. probably 10, 10, 10 days, 11 days from the time they were plugged in. I mean, the, the walls on them are two inch thick foam. It's, you know, it's, they're not nearly as durable as a, as a nice Yeti or, or, or cool, you know, expensive cooler, mm -hmm. but, uh, they work fantastic. Um, you know, and they're half, half the price of a cooler. Um, so no, I've got, I've got a lot of gear that I've went over, <laughs> over and over this week. And, uh, yeah, next 24 hours, I'll be packing all up and away we go. All right. Onyx hunt maps. 
one of the probably most used tools uh, that you've got, you know, for apps and things. Um, gosh, we have been hitting it pretty hard trying to get into some different areas, trying to find some like hidden access or tougher to access trails to get into tougher to access areas. And Onyx Hunt Maps definitely lets us do that. If you use code ROCKCAST at checkout, you will get 20% off of your first subscription for Onyx Hunt. So go check that out, onyxhuntmaps.com forward slash hunt. The next up is coffee. Black Rifle Coffee Company for every day on the mountain and here at home. I like Black Rifle Coffee, really like the AK Espresso. It's my favorite. And then on the mountain, um, they do have instants, but I really prefer the steeping bags. It's a little bit of a lighter roast. Um, the the instants are kind of a darker, more bold roast, but um, those steeping bags are really light to carry around, really easy to use. Um, put them in for as long as you want to get your desired uh, strength, I guess, of coffee, of darkness and things. And yeah, go roll from there. So go visit blackriflecoffee.com. Use code ROCKSLIDE at checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order or your first order of the subscription-based service that they have where they ship coffee right to your door. Now, have you guys heard of ActiveJunkie.com yet? I've talked about it a bit. Um, and if you haven't looked at it yet, you need to go to ActiveJunkie.com forward slash ROCKSLIDE. Give it a look. Basically what it is, they have a website that is full of stores and like retailers and brand stores themselves and basically what they do is they give you cash back for purchasing through the active junkie website to those brands and retailers so they have like 1500 of them uh, there's tons of things to choose from from shields some of my favorites uh, moose jaw uh, Yeti is a good one. Um, they have Goodyear tires even. And then they have booking.com on there also. So if you're booking a trip, you can get a little bit of cash back through that. So go to activejunkie.com forward slash rockslide, sign up for an account, go uh, through a brand or retailer that you want to, make a purchase like you usually would. And then every 90 days, um, Active Junkie will send you either a check in the mail to your mailbox for your cash back or they will deposit it into your PayPal account. So it is truly cash. It is not just points that you get on a website that you can only use on that website. So um, you can stack it with coupons from the retailer you're purchasing through or discounts or sales or whatever. So you can really stack on those deals if uh, you spend a little time and do it right. So activejunkie.com forward slash rockslide give it a look. Now, I love gear. I think we all love gear. Clothing is one of those things that we all love. Uh, First Light Hunting Apparel has a ton of it for whatever pursuit that you're in. Now they have new waterfowl gear that just came out. Uh, they have a whole whitetail line. And then of course they have their Western Big Game line that is ever expanding um, by the year. So this year they have their new Omen Rain gear out. I used it last year in Alaska on my sheep hunt really awesome stuff uh, they also have an origin hoodie out so little uh, beef up from the Kalamath that they had nice new face fabric super comfy um, gives you some more features like a built-in face mask which is nice We've got some new whitetail stuff for 2022 that's gonna get kicked out here soon and then the long-awaited waterfowl line has also been released you can find that all at firstlight.com and with that, we're going to roll back into this episode. Heck yeah, man. Um, what is your 
I guess your organizational system for like um, packing gear, like duffel bags, mm-hmm. um, totes, like what, what, what do you mm-hmm. kind of prefer to do? So my everyday, like just regular clothes, non-hunting clothes, plus, you know, like well, I have my socks and my Merino underwear and my Merino base layers, tops and bottoms in this, but I'll, I'll put those in like a Yeti, uh, paying one of those, uh, small, uh, bags, but that's pretty much the only soft, soft bag I use. Um, everything else is a hard, hard case. The, I think they're called the Yeti loadouts. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a crap ton of those things. And that's where I keep all my hunting gear in, uh, all my clothes and my items that are small enough, you know, hunt, hunting items. I'm going to just open one here and tell you what's randomly in it. The first one, um, stuff like, well, this one's, this one's okay. So this one is full of meat bags. I've literally got, uh, game bags. There's like probably eight sets of game bags in here, which sometimes I actually need more. Uh, there's one spare tent in here. I got a spare pair of binoculars in here. Um, you know, so random gear items, uh, we're going one of those and then all my, my hunting clothes They're They keep the dust out. They're airtight. They're really nice for that. Um, I used to use the Plano, uh, they're like, I think they call them sportsman boxes. And I still have a bunch of them, but they are not airtight. Um, the only thing I use them for now is I basically have one absolutely stuffed to the gills with peak refuels. There's, I think, uh, God, there's gotta be close to a hundred meals in there, probably 75 to a hundred meals in there. Uh, I do use totes for some things. I've got like one, like two foot by, uh, probably 18 inch tote that you know go like my whole base camp goes in there so if i if i do if i'm not staying mobile and i'm i'm putting roots down for low i found something i want to hunt or or maybe it's a central location where i'm just going to spike out from there uh, i've got a nice you know like six-man tent that i you know and all the all the stuff for that is in there i've got another another little tote that has uh like all my snacks, all my, all my bars, stuff that I like to supplement, you know, in for my food for, for a day. Uh, I've got another one that has, uh, let me, I don't know this one has that. Oh, uh, weird things like zip, small Ziploc bags. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got tortillas in here. I've got uh, cured pre-cooked bacon. I've got salsa. <laughs> I've got deodorant. I mean, just weird things that, you know, you know, everything's got its own little spot. And then when it goes in the truck, and I guess this year is going to change a little bit because I will have the option of putting a lot of this stuff in the trailer. Um, it all has its own little spot. And I and I try to use the I use the, the coolers too before on my way out there with stuff that, you know, say I've got a couple of pair of boots that I'm not I know I'm not gonna use until I get into, you know, this maybe the later half of my my hunts. And then once it's getting a little bit colder, I'll throw them in one of the freezers or I freezers coolers that I don't plan on using until later and try to try to use you know, give everything else. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe if, it, if it's a cooler that doesn't get any, it's a great storage device. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm, I, yeah, totes and having them labeled or at least having, uh, I probably actually push, should do a better labeling system, like real labels. Basically, all I do is, uh, I mean, it seems like every time you buy a product nowadays, you get a free sticker with it. So I just yeah. throw those those stickers on all my little loadout boxes or my totes. And that's kind of how I figure out what the heck's inside. them. I just kind of memorize what all everything is. And, but a real labeling system would be smart. <laughs> well, that's all right. Do yeah. you, uh, do you take like a bow case, like a full on case with it or do you, oh, yeah. yeah, you yep. put, you put no, it I've got a, 
yep, I've got the, uh, uh, well, just actually SKB just replaced. I had a SKB double, double bow case, the big rectangular one uh, for probably close to 20 years. And last year in Nevada in the sun, it, it like uh, the lid concaved it, like it, it wouldn't even, it wouldn't seal the dust out. I mean, it, the, the lid basically warped and man, they were so good about it. Um, they sent me a box to put the old one in and I had a new one to me in like a week. So, um, that was pretty cool. I didn't realize, I didn't even know I had a lifetime warranty on it, but I've got one of those, uh, that that'll, you know, that'll be the, the one that, you know, if I'm, and I, you know, when I take that eight, I'm not hunting off a, a little ATV. I just basically mm-hmm. use it to access trailers to keep damage off the trucks. Uh, but I'll strap that thing to the back and then whenever I park, I just shove it underneath the bottom of it and knock on wood that no one wants to help themselves to a free bow case. But, uh, I also picked up one of those Pelican, uh, airs last year. I've seen everybody using them and I like that thing too. I've got my backup on that and hopefully if all goes well, I won't have to even open it until I get back. But, uh, it seems like about one out of four years, something happens to my, and it's usually my fault, neither me falling or me accidentally touching you know a, an iron wheel next to a bowstring and uh, not that i've had them explode but i've I remember i cut through a yoke on one of my bows a couple years ago uh, didn't go all the way through thank god but uh, always have the backup around if i need it and yeah hard bow cases i used to use a soft bow case um for the one that I, you know not the one my backup would be in but the, but the one mm-hmm. i'm basically using every day and I got, I was using the little ATV in Montana and it was nasty, muddy. You know, if anybody's hunted Eastern Montana, you know how bad the mud gets there when it gets wet. And the zipper on that thing got to a point where I couldn't even open and close it just because of the mud that was being thrown up on it, uh, just from driving to where I wanted to start hunting. And, uh, that, that was the last time I used a soft case. Gotcha. I just bought one of those Pelican, like the Pelican bow case that they made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, nice. probably just what you have. Yeah, my soul hurt a little bit, but oh, man, that thing is going to be nice. Holy yeah. shit, they're expensive. But yeah. um, yeah, we're going to we leave August eighth to go to Alaska for a caribou hunt. So I needed I, a good case that um, the airlines weren't going to destroy. That's that's uh, that's that's the one. I, I that that old, that old SKB that I had just last year all of a sudden warped in the sun. Uh, I mean that when I was younger, I used to fly up to Canada every year with it and that thing was yeah it was bomb proof um it's they're, they're they make them pretty pretty darn good and the way those guys treat it in the uh in the airports it's yeah it's good they, they need to be yeah um, yeah seriously along with the archery and i'm gonna loop in rifle with it too mm-hmm. uh do you bring stuff for your rifle to like side in like do you yeah. i've heard of guys bringing like little like they'll bring little steel plates with them all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff <laughs> how do you do it our fellow uh, rock slide writer, uh, Brock Akers, uh, actually made a, a plate and a hanger system that goes over, slides over a T-post. And I've taken that thing with, with me out west the last uh, three years, just uh, just in case I can't find any, you know, rocks, you know, or good situations to shoot. Um, uh, I always take a, uh, uh, like a, a mat, lay down mat that, uh, uh, actually, another writer, uh, Justin Crosley, actually recommended this mat to me when I was looking for one a couple of years ago, just for yeah, just for shooting. I, I, you know, even if I don't have a 
uh, a tag, I always have a gun in the truck, um, or with me at least. And, uh, I just, just like shooting rocks. I just like, I mean, Derek Henderson and I would just go shoot all the time. And it's mm-hmm. obviously not the most, uh, economical thing to do right now, but, um, you know, I always have everything that I need to, uh, to make it, uh, you know, you want to be laying down in the mud, you know, all day long if you're just planking gophers or rocks. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then for like an archery target, do you bring one of those like little 18 and one things or do you do like a regular size target? I've, uh, so when I did the, like way back when I did, when, when the matrix target, target first came out and I did that review, I took one of their, their hexes, one of the cores with me on a hunt and it worked fine for, you know, one shot, but it's pretty light and it would roll. And yeah. so after that, I, I, uh, I, I had a, a Reinhardt 18 and one that I would just take yeah, and throw out. And actually someone stole it from my, my Nevada camp last year. And, uh, I guess they needed a target more than I did, but, um, Jesus. Yeah. 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 I had to grab a new one. But it eh, could have been worse. Like, there was a lot more things there that were a little more valuable than that turn. So. Yeah. So like on the traveling portion of it, you're, if you know, when you're gone so long in between, like in between hunts or whatever, do you just try to make it to a buddy's house or do you get like grab an Airbnb or just a hotel room when you need it? Or how do you, how does that seem to line up? Most years. Uh, so the answer to the first part, no, uh, like, like the only hunt that, that I usually would stay with anybody would be when I had a Wyoming, uh, you know, tag there. Well, you know where, but I'm not going to say yeah. where, uh, with, with Derek and, uh, and that's just, you know, you know, just, that was the only hunt basically that I would, that I would do that on all these, like last year, I don't think, I don't think I stayed a single night in a hotel. Um, 2020, I don't think I stayed a single night in a hotel. Oh, I take that back. I did on the plains hunt. Um, but that's basically it's all you know there wasn't much public land in eastern Colorado uh in the in the plains so I did have to stay in a hotel um but on my mountain once you're in a mountain I mean there's so many spots to camp or and I you know I've got everything I've got a little portable shower I've got I've got everything I need so I really don't need um you know occasionally I'll need to charge things up but the truck's actually got enough ports and stuff in it that usually from my drive from one place to another I can charge it up and I think the last time that I can remember staying in a hotel while I, when I was in the mountains was 2019 and it was just one night and it was after I killed my Colorado bull there in, in a burn and I was black from head to toe like just <laughs> covered with like everything in there there was it was just I mean you just you just take a step and a black cloud would rise up around you and I mean I you know, I, I was blowing black boogers out of my nose for a week. It was horrible. And I, I, I absolutely had to have it get cleaned up after that. So, but I try not to, um, there's been times when, uh, I didn't plan on it, uh, staying in a hotel and then all of a sudden the weather changes and, you know, it's 20 below and blowing 40 miles an hour and like, it's like, okay, I don't, uh, this, this isn't happening. I'm, I'm not prepared for this. Everything's icing up. And, you know, I'm, you know, I, and I've got a little buddy here that I'll crank up for just a couple minutes while I'm putting my clothes on in the morning, but that's usually it. And you, know, you can't run that inside a tent for long. So anyway, yeah. so I, I, I pretty much try to make sure that I don't have to yeah, use a hotel, but I also, uh, most of my late hunts, you know, I switch gears and my, you know, once, once, 
the end of October, November comes, I switch gears to archery deer in the plains. So um, I usually don't uh, hunt in the mountains after, you know, mid up to mid to late October. Gotcha. So, uh, gosh, dang, I had a question and then I started asking it and I forgot it. That's awesome. Oh, your shower setup. How mm-hmm. do you, what is it? So it's pretty simple and I've, there's a lot better systems out there that are pretty fancy and I've played with the idea of running even like a, a tube rail on the outside of the, the topper. Uh, I've seen uh, overland people with them, you know, they got this mm-hmm. black tube up there that just collects heat all day and, and then it's gravity fed and it works great. Um, but right now, as it, I, I can't break it. I mean, I've, I've, well, I shouldn't say I ran over one was parked next to my tire <laughs> and I didn't, I forgot about it and I moved the truck and I blew it up, but, uh, the little Nemo and, and I shouldn't say little, they're little, but it's not little Nemo. It, the Nemo equipment that are small, uh, I think they call it their helio pressure mm-hmm. showers. So I just fill them up. Uh, usually I don't, I don't try to keep them full, uh, during the day because even though they're black and they're supposed to absorb sun, it's not, it doesn't really, it doesn't get hot by any means. And, and if you're not getting back till an hour after dark, they're going to be cold by the time you get there anyway. So I keep them about half full and then I'll take uh, like two or three uh, cupfuls of the, uh, the MSR. What's the, what's the, the kick-ass MSR? The, the reactor. Uh, reactor. Yep. yep. Uh, like, like the whole, whole, you know, cup full, two of those, sometimes three, if it's cold, real cold. And I'll pour those in it and you literally have a hot shower. So it doesn't really use that much fuel. I mean, you know, it's pretty out that water so dang fast that, you know, not really, it's pretty inexpensive and it's, I mean, it works, works great. Uh, and they're, they don't take up any space in the truck. So, uh, yeah. Sweet. Those yeah. things are a game changer I've, when you're in the desert. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I've looked at those a little bit for like packing in, like Robbie carries one when he packs in, um, like on his horses. And mm-hmm. just, you know, you can just like take kind of a quick, quick shower. I mean, I'm sure how you have it set up. You could take a shower shower. Um, I've got one of those instant, I bought one of those instant hot water heaters that you have to have like 12 volt power to run it, to run the pump, yep. but yep. it goes right through it. And dude, it is instant. Like it, and it gets freaking burning hot. Um, so that's another propane. option. Does it use for propane too? It does. Yep. I think uh, they had those set up at the Western Hunting Summit. Uh, Ryan had those for everybody to, to shower in, and they are really nice. Um, yeah. They had, uh, yeah. I, that would be, that would be the next next step up. If I, if, if Jody ever uh, said, "Hey, I, I want to come on a hunt, uh, and it's going to be somewhere really remote or nasty," uh, I probably have to invest in something like that. But because they are very very nice to use. Yeah, yeah. It was really nice. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things, you know, you're talking about, you have so much stuff. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to have good stuff, that's very like specific for the job, you just got to have a lot of stuff. (laughs) Like you don't really know if you're going to be camping at the pickup or like backpacking, like you have a pretty good idea of what you're going to do. But sometimes, I mean, I think, it can kind of suck, I think, if you only have stuff for backpack hunting and then things change and mm-hmm. you're you're camping at the pickup and all that stuff. There's so much that you're like, oh, I want a canopy, just like you're talking yeah. about bringing. Like, we do the same thing. Yep. And it's all stuff like that. It might seem like extra to some people, but God dang, when you're talking about being out there for a while, 
Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even a five day hunt, like five days is a long time when all you're doing is just hunting <laughs> all day. You know, I think I carry more stuff. Uh, if obviously having everything for backpacking and having everything for day hunting out of a big base camp, uh, the majority of this stuff, as I sit here, look for, look over it. If I knew I was only going to be backpacking, like half this stuff could stay here. Um, yeah. and, and it's, and maybe it's just me getting soft to my old age, but, uh, you know, I, I started carrying a chair, uh, last year was the first time I ever took a chair. I've never, I've always figured if I'm, if I'm done hunting, uh, and I'm done eating and getting my gear ready for the next day, I'm going to be laying down on my cot and going to sleep. Or if I'm, backpacking obviously i'm not taking a chair uh so and, th- and then last spring uh was on a bear hunt with Derek henderson uh, and he busts out two of these little chairs um i forget what they're called the helinox or whatever and uh we're sitting there watching this hillside hunting bears glass and in, in these chairs and like this is really nice mm-hmm. and I, I bought myself one last year and i took it with me this spring uh bear hunting and that's uh so yeah i've actually that's that's how soft i'm getting i'm actually taking time to sit down once in a while i don't know if that's getting soft that's just <laughs> like liking some comfort items yeah yeah this uh this whole trailer deal like making it into somewhat of a like it's very simplistic camper but um making it into something that you can come back and have like a base camp and be able to take a shower and like almost regroup for when you're getting mm-hmm. to go back in. Like, I don't know. That thing might be making me soft because we're putting some pretty sweet stuff in it nowadays. Yeah. No, I think, I think that everybody's so focused. It seems like not everybody, but most of the people I run into, I mean, they're just backpack or bust, you know, that they're, and they're a lot of times they're hiking past bucks and bulls, uh, depending on what the hunt is. And, you don't always have to be backpacking. Sometimes the most efficient way to kill the biggest animal in the unit, or maybe even just a animal, or a representable animal, is not backpacking. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the some of these areas are the most crowded area of with hunters is the center of the unit. You know, where, you know, away from all the roads where people think that they're going to get away from people. And meanwhile, you know, you can, you know, if you take your time and do a little bit more research, a little more scouting. You might be able to turn up something that's two or three miles off the road. You can day hunt, or maybe, you know, maybe even if it's seven miles off the road, I mean, I've, I've killed bucks that were seven miles from my truck, but I was still day hunting just because it was a nice, easy walk. And I mean, I, you know, my body wakes me up at three o'clock in the morning anyway, so I might as well be hiking. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I'm pretty sure I heard you say this one type too, and it's where I got it from for sure. But it's like, even if, you know, if it takes you X amount of time to get in and you don't want to have to walk that every day, like that's where the backpacking starts for me. Anyways, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a certain distance in. It doesn't, you know, it's just like if I can get up in the morning and, uh, you know, roll up a few, you know, a hundred yards or whatever to a glassing point and be glassing right away, then like that's worth it to me to backpack into, even if it's not very far. Cause Sometimes that walking in and out, that gets people too. And then pretty soon, like you get back late and you wake up late and then you're not there when you need to be. And it's just a. (laughs) Yeah. If you're, uh, if you're, if you, if you really like your sleep and you're not, you're not a morning person, you got to be pretty disciplined to get yourself out of bed after two or three days of 
hiking in, you know, if, even if you just to get to the animals, you're hiking in several miles. Um, I look at it as, you know, you know, about probably seven or eight years ago, my body started changing. And I used to be that guy that could just eat and drink whatever I wanted to. And now I, you know, I put on 15 pounds like in two weeks, uh, during my planes hunt, just by staying in Kansas in a, in a, in a guy's house. And I, you know, everything, all that hard work, uh, uh, exercise and the hunt in the mountains that burned off all the, my extra weight comes back so fast. So I look at it as I get out the mountains. I'm like, screw it. Let's, let's hike <laughs> those first two weeks. I'm going to kick my own ass just to get myself, you know, back into college weight and fighting shape. Man. Well, I think that that's pretty much what I wanted to run through. Like everybody's just going to have to, you know, get their own system down and, and um figure out how they want to organize stuff if they're going to stay out that long and yeah but i think you gave a really good like overview of how you do it yeah i hope there's any questions anybody has um feel free to reach out and ask questions i don't mind helping people so i'm awesome. uh, pretty much an open book <laughs>